Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Valerie Leonard, and you're live with Nonprofit Utopia. Again, thank you so much for spending your time this morning. We're going to be talking about communicating on purpose. So regardless of where you work within an organization, what your job title is, we are all responsible for communication. So we're going to talk to you about how to develop an effective communications plan. And later on this month, and then at the beginning of next month, we hope to have people who are actually doing the communications work to come before you and talk to you about what they're looking for. And I'm going to show you how to get your message out in print media, as well as cable media, the radio, and social media. All right, so without further ado, I'm going to share my screen. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to post and I will respond to them, uh, any questions that you have afterwards. All right, so let's go. So again, we are talking about communicating on purpose. That is making sure that your messages are succinct, but they also have to be you know, consistent with your organization's mission and vision, goals and objectives. So the first thing we want to talk about is the communications plan. And a communications plan is basically a plan that outlines your strategies, the way you're going to communicate key information regarding the organization, its mission, vision, values, goals, and strategic plans and programs. Remember, all of that stuff should be in alignment. And when we say alignment, we, it needs to be consistent. Not that you're saying the same thing every time, but you want to make sure that your messages are repetitive enough and consistent enough such that people begin to associate you with the things that you'd like to be associated with. All right, so your communications plan summarizes the goals and objectives for your communications. Sometimes this could be goals and objectives of the organization, but for this specific plan, you may have specific things that you want to achieve just by writing this plan. So your communications plan needs to support your strategic plan, your program design, any marketing plans that you might have. And again, it needs to be in alignment with your mission, vision, and goals and objectives. And before you create the plan, you should really go through a series of focus questions. And again, um, you want to Look at your mission and vision of the organization. You want to revisit it. You know, not that you're necessarily trying to change it, but you want to make sure that whatever you do is not going against your mission and vision. You want to look at where you are today as an organization, where you want to be in three years, and then make sure that you're communicating in such a way that you're you're conveying the fact that you're growing, right? Um, you want to look at your overall organization goals, and then you want to look at your current communications and see if they're really being effective in helping you to support your goal. So if your goal is to raise, say, $500, are your communications actually helping you? you know, are you being very specific in what you're asking for so that your communications 
can support your raising $500? Are there any barriers that will that you have to overcome in order to reach those goals? So barriers may be things like you may not necessarily have time. So if time is a factor, how do you make sure that you can work in time to communicate effectively? Is the communications barrier the fact that you feel like you don't have the expertise or you know you don't have the expertise? Communications can be a very uh, specific skill. And if you don't have the expertise, how do you shore up those weaknesses that you perceive that you have? And then obviously you want to think about, you know, what are the benefits? What are the benefits of your reaching the goals that you have for your communications plan as well as for your organization? But what are the consequences also if you don't reach those goals? So when you're developing your plan, you know, we can summarize this in you know, a few questions, eight questions. First of all, what barriers do we have to overcome in order to reach our overall goals? Two, what are the benefits of reaching that goal? Three, how visible is our organization right now? And just because we think we're visible within our circle of friends, you know, with, who have an amen corner for us, doesn't necessarily mean that the community knows about us. Doesn't necessarily mean that the funders that we want to know us really know about us. So how visible are we? And when we look at visibility, we need to really segment our target markets. We have various targets. The targets could be clients. The targets could be our funders. Targets could be our specific um, partners or people we want to eventually be our partners. And we have to understand how we're perceived by each one of those markets. And even if we're even on their radar, right? So do they even know that we exist? What are our current skill sets, you know, for communications for, you know, for our staff? You know, do we understand how to write a press release? Do we understand how to put together a podcast? Do we understand how to communicate in social media such that we are getting some action, right? The desired action. Are we raising money on social, social media the way we anticipate it? Are we bringing partners? the way we anticipate it? Are we informing people of our progress in the way that we, you know, we anticipate it? Do we have the resources to bring in new people with communications expertise? So when we talk about resources, that could be financial resources, obviously. You know, do we have enough money to pay the professionals, to pay staff? Or do we have relationships with partners who might be willing to you know, share those communications resources with us? Do we have partnerships with universities where we can hire students or have students to volunteer to help us with our communications planning? So resources can be, you know, a lot of different things to different people, depending on your situation. Can our budget support a consultant? What does our annual budget for the organization look like? And then do we have a budget for our communications? And does our budget align with our strategic priorities? So if you have a strategic priority to um, engage in partnerships that will help you to say, increase the number of houses that you're producing, right? Do you have money in the budget for the personnel, 
for the resources that it's going to take to, to meet that goal. Does our budget sufficiently support communications efforts? So just because you have a budget that will help you reach your goal of producing X number of houses does not necessarily mean that you have earmarked X number of dollars in communications to get the word out, right? And it's important to get the word out so you can attract tenants, so you can attract funders, partners, so that the community will know that you're not a bad uh, actor. Um, another question is, are we familiar with what similar nonprofits are doing with their strategic communications? So that's important because one, you don't want to communicate in such a way that you sound like someone else. Because if you communicate in such a way that your voice sounds like all the other voices, chances are you're going to be building up some other organization's um, communication plan, or you're going to be building up their brand, right? And people start associating some of the stuff you do with this other organization, or your organization's message is not necessarily going to stand out and you won't attract people. So it's really, really important to understand what your value is, what your unique value proposition is, communicate how you're different, not necessarily that you're putting other organizations down, but it's really important that you differentiate yourself in the market so that your communications plan builds your brand and makes you stand out. And then you look at, you know, what is it that you admire in others? And if there are similar traits within your organization, then you want to promote those traits. And hopefully you'll begin to attract people and resources who are like those particular traits, right? So when you develop your communications plan, it's important that you organize it in such a way that you can um, have a very uh, concrete way of starting and finishing. You usually start by looking at the situation. You look at your goals, objectives, your audiences. You know who is it that you're trying to reach, and chances are you're going to be trying to reach different audiences. So you're going to communicate to those different audiences different ways, but in a way that the message is still consistent. So again, as I said before, your audiences could be your clients. It could be potential partners. It could be folks in the community, it could be potential funders, existing funders, even your board members, sometimes employees, all right? So you also need to figure out what your key messages are going to be. You develop a timetable, and then that timetable really should include, you know, key tasks, and we'll go over this in more detail, key tasks, who's responsible, and the time by which those tasks should be done. Uh, will also include budget. You might also want to indicate what staff skills are necessary, any training that is going to be necessary, any consultants that you might need to hire who are really experienced in getting the word out in ways that your organization cannot. And then it's really, really important that you have top management buy-in as well as your board. In fact, you need to have a board communication strategy so that everyone knows, you know, how communication should be handled. All right. So at this point, we're going to talk about the five C's for successful 
messaging. The first C, and I got this from David Grossman, he wrote the six steps to create messages that matter. The first C is to be clear. So when he's talking about clarity and being clear, the message should be easy to understand, easy to remember, right? So I mean, for example, with Nike, just do it. Everybody remembers that. Not that you just have to have something that's so short, but you want something that's memorable, regardless of who hears the message. And you want not only for it to be memorable, but you want them to be able to associate it with your particular organization, your particular project, your particular program. The message should be concise, meaning it's direct to the point. You don't have any unnecessary insertions that can distract people. In this case, we're talking about fewer words, the better. In fact, I find that, you know, that's challenging for me because anybody who knows me knows that I've never met a word that I didn't like. But the trick here is to write out everything that you're trying to communicate, use as many words as possible. You know, that is if you're one of those people like me who struggle with having to uh, create concise messages, right? So once you figure out what exactly you want to convey, then you look at that and try to figure out how to say that whole thing in as few words as possible. And you'll find that writing concise messages actually takes longer than a long message where you ramble, right? Because you're being more strategic and more careful. The next C is credible. You know, is this message believable? And believable is going to be different based on your organization's capacity, based on what it is that you do. Believable is also going to be different based on the, the facts that you can present in your message, right? So whatever your messages are, can you back it up with evidence, right? and be able to strengthen the key points that you're trying to make. Is it compelling? Compelling meaning that you can draw people to action, right? So your message is you know, useless if people read it and they do nothing as a result of reading. So you might wanna convince people to come with you on a press conference to focus on an issue. You might wanna convince people to raise um, to donate to you. You might want to convince people to partner with you. You might want to convince people that your organization is an expert, right? So you need to make sure that your messages are compelling. It draws people to action. And in terms of your being perceived as, a, um, as an expert, you know, you might wonder, well, what action will that draw people to? You know, if after reading, you know, several articles, people start to come to you, and when I say you, I'm talking about your organization, if they start coming to your organization for opinions on certain issues, for help on a certain issue, um, inspiration as to where you might find data, you know, that will be a compel a way that you know that your message is compelling in terms of positioning the organization as a thought leader as well. So your message has to be consistent. And when we're talking about consistency, it doesn't necessarily mean that you always have to say the exact same thing, 
but you should be communicating a message over and over such that people begin to associate you with that message. And when I say you, I'm talking about the organization. Um, you want people to begin to associate you with, you know, I, I would say that you have to be intentional about how people associate your organization and with what they associate your organization. So again, um, if you want to be known as a thought leader in housing, that means you're going to consistently have messages that um, reinforce that message that you are a leader in housing. If you want people to perceive your organization as the go-to organization in terms of education, then you're going to have to repeatedly uh, have messages out there about education, about the work that you're doing in the community, about the results that you've been able to achieve, and then even more powerfully, what your clients are saying that they've been able to achieve as a direct result of what it is that you were doing. So when we talk about developing messages, our first step is to state business goals. And believe it or not, just because you're a nonprofit does not mean that you're not a business, right? So you are a business, you just have your, you have different tax treatment than a for-profit business. So when you look at your business goals or your organization's goals, what are the largest things that your organization needs to accomplish, right? What impact are you trying to make? What goals are you working to achieve? Step number two, you want to state your communications objective. And remember your communications objective, I mean, it's, is specific to your communications plan, but it's also going to be in alignment with your organization's mission. So you'll begin to ask yourself questions like, how is communication uniquely qualified to help achieve the business goals? In what ways? All right, so how is being in the newspaper, how is this story in the newspaper, right, going to actually help us achieve our overall mission, right? Step number three, define your audiences. And your audiences are going to be different, right? Um, you'll have segments. Again, you know, people like your board members, people like your staff, your clients, funders, and people in the community. So you want to list different audience groups and, you know, think about how best to communicate with them because different audiences have different mindsets, so to speak. You know, your board members might have a certain um, level of priorities that might be a little bit different from your clients or different from your staff. So you're gonna have to tweak your messages accordingly. And what does each of these audiences know? What don't they know, right? What are their perceptions? Right. And sometimes the way these different audiences perceive the same issue could be very, very different. And it's going to be your job to effectively communicate to every one of them, right, in language that they understand, in places that you're most likely to find them. And then you want to uh, empathize with them, put yourself in their shoes. You know, what is it that they might feel? 
And what is it that you want them to feel, right? And how can you bring about those feelings to those people in your communications, right? And, you know, sometimes it's easier to get empathy by doing a video, right? It, you know, that could uh, help you create empathy probably much more effectively than um, just words on a piece of paper. All right, so once you understand what it is you're trying to achieve and who you're trying to reach, what you want them to feel, what you want them to do, that's going to help you to be really, really focused in your messaging. And again, you want to adapt your message to reach different audiences, but you don't want to be in a position where you're actually um, giving conflicting messages. So for example, you might have a politician who in one you know, in one geography or with one audience says that he or she believes in uh, gay marriage, so to speak. And then the same politician goes to another audience and says he or she is against it. And that happens more often than not. And we in the nonprofit arena, we can also give conflicting messages, you know, without trying, right? So the key is to be consistent, all right? So you wanna define three core messages and you have to ask yourself, you know, because there's so many messages that we want to convey, but you can't convey them all at the same time because if you do, um, your message gets drowned out. So think about the top three things you wanna communicate in order to meet your communications objective write them as simply as you can. And for those of you who are challenged with uh, writing simple statements, write out everything you're trying to say first and then try to whittle it down to as short a statement as possible um, and still not lose meaning, all right? The basic thing is you wanna have somebody to walk away from a conversation with you and be able to share your main points. So it's really important to be able to master the art of speaking in sound bites and getting your message across very, very succinctly. All right, so when you think about the way you're developing your messages, think about a story, you know, the elements of the story. You think about, you know, the situation, what's happening, right? Why is it happening? Why is it important? Who is impacted? Where is the decision coming from? Where's the pressure coming from, right? What's driving the issue, right? When is the change happening, if there will be some change? And how will it happen, right? And I would even venture to say, who's gonna be driving that change? And step five, you wanna develop proof points for each message. So you wanna be able to support every one of your messages with facts and figures to back up your point. You know, I think a, a very effective way to do this is through things like visualization of data, showing pictures of people that you've helped and who have actually benefited from the work that you've done, um, stories in their own words, um, videos where people can actually talk about what, what you've done um, any data, any publicly available data or research 
that might back up your point. You know, you, you don't want to get lost in the research, but you really want to make sure that your human interest stories have some hard data that back them up, right? And step number six, again, you want to incorporate stories to make it memorable. Um, you know, for those of us who are really into numbers, sometimes we can get lost in the numbers and people lose interest in our stories. So we want to make sure that we always have a human interest story or anecdote that brings our message home. So if you, again, have pictures of your clients, um, have pictures of clients who have achieved goals um, from your program, they have actually improved their lives. If you have a video of your program in action, you know, that really, really helps. And you want to make sure that your messages are relatable. So you want to be able to speak to people, you know, meet people where they are in terms of your messaging. So where they are could literally be, you know, what publications they might read, what websites do they go to naturally, what social media are they on naturally, or communications could literally be, you know, face to face in a town hall meeting in their offices. So what media channels will you use? Print media, print media meaning, it could be a website for news. It could be a, you know, be the newspaper. It could be a newsletter, television. I think that's self-explanatory. It could be radio, social media, website, email. And social media, you have to be careful about how you use social media. You can't necessarily have the same exact message on each channel because you have to uh, once consider how long your message can be, but then also consider, you know, who's on TikTok, who's on Facebook, who's on Instagram. And those people, those audiences may not necessarily be the same in terms of age, in terms of income level, in terms of experience, right? So you have to be able to modify your messages based on the medium that you're using. So now we're gonna talk about developing a communication budget. And if you're here, um, you have any questions, please feel free to post any questions, comments, or concerns that you might be having. Uh, we're going to answer those questions afterwards and we'll be done very shortly. We're gonna talk about, again, developing a communications budget. And one of the questions that many people have is how much money should we be spending on marketing? And as a rule of thumb, according to Nancy Schwartz, we need to allocate anywhere from nine to 12% of the annual organization budget just on marketing activities. Again, so you wanna establish a detailed marketing and communications budget prior to the start of each fiscal year. And then that budget needs to be rolled up into your overall budget. You wanna be able to track those costs um, and those costs, you should be able to track them by a particular program, particular strategy, particular project. And you wanna be able <clears throat> to do this as you go so you can see you know, whether or not this is paying off and if you need to make any adjustments. And again, you want to integrate the budget 
for your communications into your annual marketing and communications plan. And so whatever you put in your annual marketing and communications plan, that needs to be consistent with what you put in your organizational budget. And it also needs to be consistent with the communications budgets you have within each of your programs, right? Um, you want to make sure that you budget for each of the tasks, such as researching your audiences, evaluating outcomes, um, anything that will help you to track your message, etc. You know, all too often we underestimate our budgets because we don't think about all the tasks that are involved in communications. And here's an example of the percentage approach. All right, so. So for example, you might consider 2% of your budget spending on all advertising and promotion on media that includes newspaper, radio, TV, and direct mail, including postage. You might consider 4% on production. So that could be the design and the artwork and actually printing, things like brochures, newsletters, um, even websites, press kits, etc. Uh, 1.5% for producing special events, about 3.5% for salaries, consultants, and freelancers. And all of that would add up to approximately 11% of your organization's budget. And this is rule of thumb. And here's an example of how to apply that 11%, right? So Assume you have a budget of $100,000. That would mean that you're spending about 2% or $2,000 on advertising and promotion media, 4% or $4,000 on printing all communications, $1,500 on producing special events, $3,500 on salaries, consultants, and freelancers, all of that for a total of $11,000, and this equals 11% of that $100,000 budget. So when we talk about implementation, it's actually, you know, we're just talking about how do we bring that communications plan to life, right? So we're looking at the tasks, we're looking at the actions, right? So we're looking at the goals and objectives, the tasks and activities that are necessary in order to meet those goals and objectives, any resources um, that you might have to bring online, when you're gonna bring them on. And all of that has to be associated with a timeline. It should be associated with uh, key assignments indicating you know, who's responsible for what, when, and where sometimes. And then you have to have a budget that takes into account you know, the cost of all of those resources that you're going to need in order to meet your goals and objectives. And you should be tracking that budget over time. All right, so that's it for me. If you have any questions, uh, please post in the chat room right now. You can also email me at Valerie F. Leonard at nonprofitutopia.com. And if you're a member of the Nonprofit Utopia community, feel free to post any comments in our in our online forum i have resources for you i can answer any questions etc and for everyone else please feel free to follow us on social media follow us on facebook and twitter 
as well as follow our website. All right. So do we have any comments? Do we have any questions? All right, I will leave the floor open for just a couple minutes for any comments, any questions. Um, again, I want to say thank you so much for joining us. We really, really enjoyed having you. Um, thank you so much for sharing your time. If this has been helpful to you, please share it on your timeline, share it with others who might need the information, who might be interested. All right. Again, this is Valerie Leonard. I say thank you so much again for joining us and seeing that there are no questions or any comments. I will end it now. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye.